We continue our prospect spotlights on today's episode by highlighting Michael Branzek Nygaard on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, joined by Sebastian High, and on today's episode, we continue our Prospect Spotlight series, where we highlight some 2024 NHL draft prospects in detail, talk about their tools, their toolkit, um, how they project, and what team would be the best fit, by highlighting Michael Brensag Nugard on today's episode, a Norwegian winger projected to go in the top 20 of the 2024 NHL draft, and he's looking really good as of late. He's returned from the World Juniors with Norway and has just lit it on fire in recent games. He's a player who's playing in the Alsvenskan, which is Swedish, Sweden's second division of, uh, of, um, of pro hockey. And he's been doing really, really well since coming back from the World Juniors. The points have been coming, and the results and the numbers are especially outstanding. We'll get into all of that today on top of talking about the tools in detail, the projection in detail, um, and what makes him so good. But before we get into any of that, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next and what you thought of the episode. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave us a rate and review. It helps the channel a lot, a lot. And make sure to make us your first listen of the day. Um, so let's get right into it with Michael Bransek Nugard. Um, talk me a talk me a bit about the player, um, how what he looks like on the ice, how he plays, and also uh, what kind of style of play we can expect from Michael Bransek Nugard. For sure, this is a six foot one, hundred and ninety eight pound uh, right shot right winger uh, who has been playing some really impressive professional level hockey all season long with Mora Ik in the Allsvenskan. Uh, he's played 32 games where he's logged six goals and 13 points and uh, four goals and seven points of those has co- have come in his last 10 games since returning from the world junior championship. So he is really starting to get going uh, on the offensive front in his league play against professional competition uh, after a beginning of the season with Mora, where despite producing at like less than, than a point every four game clip was still getting pretty consistent second line minutes. And now that he is producing at a far higher pace is getting 15 to 20 minutes night in night out as an 18 year old, which is, very impressive and, yep. and and comparable to what we were seeing with Dalibor Dvorsky last season in terms of usage at the Allsvenskan level. So very, very, very nice to see. Uh, and the reason that he is being played this much and that they were so comfortable playing him big minutes before the production even started is that he is an exceptionally talented two-way winger. He is really, 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 really good defensively. One of the best defensive players in this draft period, let alone among forwards specifically. He is really, really smart with his defensive positioning, with his defensive engagement. He knows how to pressure opponents, how to force turnovers, especially on the back check. He is really, really active on offensive zone retrievals, uh, which is apparent in every viewing that I've had and is also validated by uh, Mitch Brown and Lassie Allenen's tracking project, which... uh, if you have access to it, look at Bransag Nugard's card uh, for his All Svenskan play because it is humorously good. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. 
ridiculously high level of offensive zone retrievals, uh, really, really high level of defensive plays per Corsi against, which basically just means that he is extremely involved defensively. He's constantly trying to do things, trying to uh, force turnovers. He is really, really, really involved. He's anything but passive in the defensive zone. And, uh, on top of that, he has a ton of interesting tools that we're really going to delve into in this episode. And I think of his trifecta of handling, shooting, and passing tools of the puck skills, which we're going to break down here, the shot is the thing that I've been increasingly impressed with as the season's progressed. And he consistently gets himself to high-danger scoring areas, and especially since December, he's starting to really shoot the puck a lot more often. And we saw that at the World Juniors, where he was playing far less of a defensive role uh, with Norway and was really doubling down on the offense because he was their most creative offensive player. And yeah. that was his role at the tournament. And he was just shooting pucks off the rush repeatedly. And it was really dangerous, mm -hmm. especially even against like Team USA. He was really creating some decent scoring chances off the rush with his shot and with his strength and his skating ability. Yeah. But what's your take on the shot specifically? Because I've been a really big fan of the shooting mechanics. I think that he has a really heavy wrist shot. He can get it off quite quickly, uh, off yeah. as a weak foot, off the rush, while in motion. And while he's not going to be a massive like slap shot threat or like one-timer threat in the power play, he knows how to use his wrist shot to create rebounds and yeah. to really threaten the uh, scoring chances, right? For sure, yeah. I, I think that what really stands out with Brandon Newgard's shooting mechanics is the shot in motion. Um, he's really good at releasing pucks in transition. So he yeah. doesn't really need to set his feet in order to shoot, but he can also shoot from a standstill. But overall, um, he's able to to continue through his, his skating motions, to cross over while shooting, to you know go through his strides and set up the puck at the same time. He doesn't really need to stop moving his feet to shoot, which is a translatable tool. That's the thing that I look for often in these kind of shoot-first wingers. And Branzak Newgard definitely fits that description. Um, but I, I think beyond the shot, which you covered really well, um, I, I think the passing ability does need some work. Like the shot, it'd give a good six and a half, seven. It's a really good, really versatile yeah. piece. Um, the hands and the passing, I think, are a bit uh, lower than that. They're certainly either average or very slightly above average tools, but not, you know, they're, they're not anything that'll take you out of your seat. The passing ability is pretty straightforward. He plays give and goes. He does the intelligent plays, but he doesn't necessarily have the widest arsenal of passes. He's not going to wow you with an area pass or a slip pass or that kind of thing. He's mainly the type of player who will play tape to tape, give and go passes. That's, that's small area playmaking, intricate passing, but nothing really outstanding. So I'd give that a five, five and a half. And kind of the same goes for the handling. Um, he's got a simplistic element to his handling ability. He'll mainly skate the puck up rather than handle the puck up. That's mainly the way that he approaches the um, the handling game. He's not going to play. He's not, not going to make massive inside out moves and all that. But the puck protection mechanics, the ability to catch pucks in motion as well is really good. So that makes him a really translatable player. And in my opinion, the player that, Outside of Salabrini, is the closest to the NHL. I think if you plug him in the NHL right now in a bottom six role, he'd do a more than good enough job. It's just Certainly. a matter of how much he can add to his game skill-wise and become a top six winger, which I think he can, but we'll get into that more in the third segment where we talk about projections. Um, but overall, yeah, I mean, what's been your take on the overall uh, handling skill? Because it's been hit and miss with me, but I think the two areas that stand out the most would really be the puck protection and the puck catching mechanics. But the handling itself is kind of average, right? 
For sure. And I, I think that that's also the exact reason why he's a little bit more limited in, in the, his, the value he brings in transition, especially at the professional level. He was flashing more brightly on that facet uh, at the World Junior Championship. But against professional competition uh, and in the Allstenskin, defensemen are able to close their gaps pretty aggressively, pretty quickly. Uh, it is it is not the easiest league for for a draft eligible to really succeed in. I'd probably say it's just as difficult, if not a bit more difficult than like the Finnish Liga, for instance, which is Finland's top tier of yeah. professional hockey. Uh, but yeah, like he's, he's, he can be a bit linear in transition, and a lot of that comes down to him skating the puck up the ice rather than handling it up the ice. There's a limitation in <clears throat> his cross-lane plays and his lane switches, and he can be... If he sees a lane, he just barrels forward because he has the strength to do it. He has the puck protection mechanics to do it. He has the speed to do it, right? He can, and it makes it easier for him as well. So developing a less linear facet in his transition game could really unlock some interesting elements in, in that facet of the game. But we're really getting a bit picky here with uh, with picking at something that is neither a strength nor a weakness at this stage and, and is projectable as it as it is at least in the middle of the lineup nhl projection but where there is still room to grow if he if he decides to go down that way and if his development goes in that direction but yeah, yeah I, i'd say that the passing is a little bit stronger than, than the handling in my viewings i've seen a couple instances of of implementing some hook passes and using his reach to get around defenses but it's been really hit and hit or miss in that facet uh i probably give his, his passing like a five and a half to maybe going up to a six where his handling would be between a five and a five and a half for sure and uh yeah that wraps us up for our first segment about the tools themselves in terms of, uh, of uh shot handling and passing now we'll get into the toolkit and the habits with branzag newgard and this is another player where this is his area of expertise i'll get into that right after these messages from responses here at locked on nhl prospects Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA teams and players with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and far more. I know I personally am always a massive fan of going for a big same-game parlay just to make the action a little bit more interesting. Before going to a game, I, I select a couple specific stats or outcomes that I think are going to happen and put them together in one single bet, which just compounds the possible gains, and it makes everything just that much more exciting. Just visit fandle.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Alrighty, so moving on to our second segment, we'll talk about the toolkit and the habits with Michael Brensek Newgard, a big Norwegian winger. We don't really see Norway on the map that often, so to have a have a potential top 15, top 20 pick in the uh, 2024 NHL draft come out of Norway, I think that's big for Norwegian hockey. But let's get into the habits first, because I think this is really, you know, Brensek Newgard's bread and butter and what makes him such a such a projectable NHL winger. Um, for me, the big habit that stands out with Branzak Newgard is how often he gets off the boards. He's consistently looking for inside lanes off the boards. He's consistently looking to win battles and quickly shift the puck towards the middle in the offensive zone, but also in the defensive zone. 
he'll cross over into open ice for a couple seconds before releasing a pass, which gives him an opportunity to open up the ice a bit. And he's not rushing plays. He's very much comfortable hanging on to pucks for an extra split second just to draw in some pressure or open up some ice before kind of finding an outlet. Um, I, I think that's the big standout for me with Brandon Jack Newgard habits-wise, but also just the effort level, the motor, the engagement. Um, he's such a consistent defensive engager. On the back check, I've seen him lift sticks five, six, seven times in the games I've tracked. Like he's he's consistently getting back and making defensive plays. Um, on top of just being a workhorse and a big physical guy, like that's a great combination of tools, right? It is so projectable. I think every single team in the NHL will be pretty excited to add a player of this profile, right? Like, like as you mentioned, he is one of the only players that I think could very, very comfortably play above average NHL hockey next season in whatever role uh, that that ends up being. And, and yeah, MBN is certainly in, in that group because of just how mature his approach to the game is. He plays like an NHLer would approach the game, right? He tries to keep his puck touches short. He goes for give-and-go plays. He does not hang on to possession or try to go pond hockey mode, even though he has enough skill that he could try to do it at some points when he has a bit of space and time. But he's really, really focused on getting pucks towards high-danger areas, to retaining possession. He's going to be a really, really solid possession winger and uh, in, in his prime in the NHL. Like You plug him on any line, and the possession metrics are going to skyrocket uh, for that line because he does all the dirty work. He does the defensive work in all three zones. He uh, can hang on to pucks long uh, under physical pressure and then make a very small pass to a teammate in space. Uh, and, and yeah, he has all of those habits down pat. And it's also why Mora has been so comfortable playing him in top six minutes throughout the entire season, despite his production not really starting to roll until like what, like this like January, really. Yeah. So, yeah, he is he is really refined in, in those areas. And uh, there's definitely a question for me of just how much runway there's left with him compared to other other draft eligibles in this draft class, because yeah. he is so refined on the habits and the physical tools of. I don't know just how much better you can still get in the next like three to five years relative to other players in the class, but whoever drafts him is going to get a player that is going to be a middle six force for the next two decades, basically. So uh, it's going to, he's going to be really valuable come draft day. And I think whichever organization adds him is going to be very thankful that he's on their team rather than playing against them for his entire yeah. career. For sure. And another part of his toolkit that I really like is the interaction between his skating, his hands, and his size. Um, yes. He's an excellent puck protector. He's an excellent bold board battle winner as well. Even at the Alsvenskan level this year. Consistently, consistently gets in situations where he, he's just... There isn't even a contest in those battles given the way that he approaches them. Um, the board battle mechanics, on top of just being big and strong... He leverages his weight really well. He gets under opponent's sticks. He lifts lifts sticks and, and collects pucks quickly. Um, and again, the mindset of just constantly, you know, the second and a half possession, let me get off the boards. He knows that's the thing to do. And adding that to his toolkit has, become, has been such a great element of his game because we're talking about a player who has the strength, has the frame, has the overall mechanics to just be able to stay along the boards and win battles and make plays from there. But he's not, he's not, he's not satisfied with, with that. He needs to get off the boards and make a play. Like he, it feels like he understands the game at a level that very few players do. Um, 
defensively at least and board battle wise at least for sure um the question is always with the offensive upside, but honestly, you know, the shot is NHL. Like, it's a good shot. It is. It's a really, it's a it really, is. really good shot, and I think it can develop into a twenty-five to thirty goal weapon at the NHL level, especially depending on where he plays. If he's on the second line as a complementary player, it's possible, right? It's possible. Like, he'd have to be paired with a really good playmaking center in order to unlock that type of goal scoring upside. And he'd also have to be getting a decent amount of reps on the power play. Um, and the nice thing with with MBN is is that his roles on special teams are already very clear to me. Like he's already a high end penalty killer. Uh, like every viewing I've had where he's been on the penalty kill, he's been one of the best penalty killers in that game. And um, that's against professional competition, which is saying something. And on the power play as well, like he's really comfortable playing in that front role. He's really comfortable playing the bumper role because he has that puck protection and the quick decision-making and the one-timer shot uh, from in tight that I think complements his game really, really well. He's not going to be like your one-timer option from the half wall or anything along those lines. But when you get him in tight closer to the net front, where uh, he's he's within like that 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 mid slot to low slot area, yeah. ooh boy, is he dangerous to to put the puck in the back of the net, especially with how he thinks the game and the physical habits he has to create space for himself under pressure. So I think that him playing a bumper role on the power play in the NHL is entirely projectable and and plausible, and he's a player that I think. I think if you, if any, like wherever he gets drafted, whenever he plays his rookie season, you're gonna see fans from from that that team kind of complain about the lack of upside because he's going to be an all out defensive winger as a rookie in all likelihood when he hits the NHL. Yeah. But there is a lot of growing room with his offensive role and especially on his like in, with his power play role as well. I think that the production could really start flowing when he's like a, a 22, 23 year old NHLer and has a couple of seasons of reps under his belt already. There's a lot of tools in there that could really start popping and the intelligence is strong enough to support them. Absolutely. Um, for me, he's a contender's dream. Like I wouldn't be surprised to see a contender trade up to get a player like this. Oh like my he's God, got entirely. that much, he's got that much value. And I think that overall, like, the style of play is so clear with Brenzak Newgard, but there's also, I, I think there's still an, an element of growth that's left in terms of, you know, he's not really using his one-timer that much. If he gets reps on the half wall in the power play and starts, <laughs> starts rifling pucks and getting that into his arsenal, like that could unlock a whole side of his game um, that I think is untapped so far. So it's a great combination of safety, but also upside with, with Brenzak Newgard. Um, just a whole lot of projectability. Like, there's very little in his game that I can point to and be like, "Yeah, that 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 needs to get up to an NHL level." Like, he's he's a really mature player, um, mindset wise as well. He's just he's so driven, and it it didn't really show at the with Norway at the World Juniors, and I think that teams soured a bit on his on his potential with that tournament. But it's mainly because. I mean, he was clearly drained by the end of it. He was playing over yeah. 20 minutes a game. He was, you know, he was tasked with an offensive role on a team that didn't really have much offensive support outside of him and Petter Vesterheim, uh, who are yeah. teammates, by the way, Mora. Um, but yeah, I felt like Brenzak Newgard felt like he had to be the offensive force um, on, on Team Norway at the World Juniors, and it just wasn't working. And, you know, you, you could tell that by the end of it, he was just dejected because you know he, he was out of energy already and the thing that makes Brenzak Newgard's game tick is energy so when you're drained by the end of a tournament I mean that leaves Brenzak Newgard with a, a, I mean little left to give outside of that so 
I think it's, it would be a mistake to look at that tournament and be like, yeah, this is not the player we want to go for in the top 20, for example. Like, this is a really, really good player. But that wraps things up for our second segment. We'll talk about um, Brenzak Newgard's projection, how he projects at the NHL level, the upside, the points upside as well, and which team would be the best fit after these messages from our sponsors here at Locked On NHL Prospects. If you're looking to buy cheap tickets last minute to any event, game time is the best place to get that done. I'm someone who schedule changes around a lot, so I can find myself with an afternoon free out of nowhere, and game time is the best place to get last minute tickets, or sometimes an hour after events start, tickets are still available on game time. They're obsessed with saving you money as well, and that's for any event, whether that's sports, theater, comedy, whatever requires tickets, uh, you can get through game time and a bunch of deals uh, on their app help you save money as much as possible. They have zone deals, which are my favorite, where you pick the section and game time picks the seat. And that gives you an average of about 18% of savings. And the game time guarantee makes sure that you always get the best price for your ticket. If you find a, a ticket in the same section and row for less than what game time has to offer, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. You download the game time app, create an account, and use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, super simple. Just down, uh, just download the app, create an account, and redeem the code locked on for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Alrighty, so let's close things off here with the projection and the, and the team fit with Michael Brenzik Newgard. I think we can start with the points. Um, what do you think is the overall points upside and the overall goals upside with Brenzik Newgard? I think. Like realistically, I think he could he would top out as a really good complementary piece on a second line that can fill in on the top line in case of injuries uh, on a contending team. But in that second line type of role, if he has a playmaking center, I think that twenty five to thirty goal upside is possible. I'll probably stick with twenty five. It feels a bit more comfortable. But like twenty five goals, fifty five points, and really 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 like elite level defensive metrics for a winger on top of that with uh, real value on both special teams units where this he would be a, a true swiss army knife player on the second line that you can just plug in wherever else you have a hole in the first line when need be when you yeah. need to, to shake things up he can play up in, in there and complement really elite skill type of players and do a lot of the dirty work for them but who on a contending team would probably settle in most comfortably as a complimentary piece on a second line, driving a lot of the dirty, the, the, the dirty work and, and the defensive work. Yeah, for sure. I actually see his offensive upside as a bit higher because of the things that he still hasn't added to his game that I think he definitely can, you know, becoming a one-timer threat from the half wall, yeah. um, becoming a bit more consistent with his, um, with his ability to pass into areas, I think is something that he can develop because he's definitely smart enough to do it. He just hasn't added that to his arsenal yet. I think a 65, like not a consistent, but occasional 65 to 70 point score is possible with Branzak Newgard. Um, on top of being one of the best defensive players from this class, just it, it depends on where he ends up in the lineup um, and, and on which team he ends up. But if he's on a if he is on the second line with um, some high in talent, let's say Tampa Bay season continues to go as it is and he's available between the 16 and 20 range. Um, I mean, we might be talking about a player that could fit really, really well next to a Braden Point on a second line, next to a Steven Stamkos even. Like, there are some possibilities there, depending on where he ends up, to be well-surrounded enough to, to to maybe score 30 goals, 35 goals at an NHL level and uh, put up in, in the neighborhood of 65, 70 points. Like, I, I don't think that's out of the question. 
but we're talking about pure upside, like best case scenario, because the best average, pro- yeah, like the average projection with Brandzik Newgard is probably 20 goals, 45 points, right? Something in that exactly. range. Yeah. Um, along with being your best penalty killer on a nightly basis. But overall, I think that there's so much to love in Brandzik Newgard's game and you're getting such a certain NHLer um, with, with plus value in so many different areas that I think it's definitely worth a, a top 10, top 15, maybe even top 10 pick. Like he, he's got upside, right? Entirely. He ha- he has real upside. And, and I think as you mentioned, if a contender is going to trade up for a player, uh, come NHL draft day, he would be one of those targets because he would be an immediate help. He'd like, he'd be potential, like immediate, like third liner out of the gate as an NHL rookie, as an 18 year old, it wouldn't be impossible. And yeah. I mean, you see third liners get traded for first round picks uh, at every single NHL trade deadline. So uh, trading up in the draft to, to get one of those, I could totally see happening. Uh, in terms of teams that would fit along those lines, I'd be thinking of of maybe like like I think the New York Islanders would adore a player like Michael Brandsike Newgard would be very very much their style, uh, and in terms of how he approaches the defensive game and and, and the short hair as well helps, uh, <laughs> which which is of course a rule with the Islanders. But I could also see it be the Toronto Maple Leafs, for instance. Like we've seen them drafting players that are meant to serve complementary roles in the long term with Fraser Minton and Easton Cowan being their first picks in the last couple drafts and Matthew yep. Nyes the year before then. Michael Brandsag Newgard would kind of be like like the cherry on top of that of that hoarding of of really in- high intensity but intelligent role players that can yep. really elevate some elite level talent. Michael Brandsag Newgard would be the perfect uh, continuation of that trend, but whether or not Toronto wants more of that style of player or not remains to be seen, but there are so many teams that would adore to play to add a player of this of this profile. So I'd be surprised if he's still available come like twentieth overall. Like I, I'd expect him to be gone by fifteenth because players that are this good, this effective, this mature, this versatile and well-rounded as eighteen-year-olds don't usually last very long on the first day of the NHL draft. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm also curious what the New York, uh, what the New Jersey Devils think of him because. Uh, him next to Jack Hughes would be very, <laughs> very, very fun. And you talk, you yeah. talk about a player who can uplift the skill set and and benefit the tools of any player he plays with. Jack Hughes is exactly that. And I think the one area of weakness in Hughes' game is that he's not a board battler. He's not a puck winner along the boards. He's not a retriever necessarily. Um, but that would also mean that Brenzek Newgard wouldn't be doing any retrievals because Jack Hughes never dumps the puck ever. So it's just like, but it's it's still such an interesting combination of skills. I also think the Colorado Avalanche are definitely taking a look at they this guy. They would do great work with oh, them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like what, what they've done with Valerie Nachushkin, I think, is <laughs> is exactly what they're looking to do with Michael Branzak <laughs> yeah. Newgard. He's it's just, I feel like that would be a great fit as well. But yeah, he's a contender's dream. And he's one of those players that I would absolutely not be surprised if a team trades up to get, especially a team that has that has their late first and isn't really interested in any of the players that are available then. Cause let's be honest after 21, 22, there's a significant drop in, in skill, right? So yeah. if a team wants, if an any, if an NHL contender wants to trade up their, their late first to a mid first, or maybe a just outside of the top 10 first round pick, um, depending on the price, I think this is a fantastic fit and would be something that a lot of teams are looking for in order to get particularly Michael Brandsick Newgard. Um, 
even though I'm pretty sure like there are going to be some options that are higher upside than Brandon Newgarden in terms of pure points that are almost definitely going to be available after him. Um, I still think he's the target for like half the league. You know, it's, yeah. the contenders want this guy. He's exactly what you need. He wins you battles. He'll he'll play fantastic uh, penalty killing hockey, and just give you a great energy shift, and set up your next line to have even more kind of momentum going on the ice. So just, I don't see a world in which he's not a top fifteen pick. But from what I've heard from scouts um, that are more connected than I am with NHL teams. Um, it seems like teams were really not impressed with this World Juniors tournament. How much do you think that's going to affect his his overall stock at the draft? I don't think it should affect it very much, but if it does, I think a team is going to get a bargain price of with, with him in like the late teen range because mm-hmm. he played a very different style of play at the World Junior Championships. Like I can understand why some teams were put off by it because they went into the tournament expecting this to be the super high-end defensive winger that like everyone's been talking about in the Allsvenskan, and then instead you saw a very linear and offensive-leaning winger that was just stuck on shot toggle off the rush every single time because it's a very good tool and one of the most dangerous things that Norway had in their in their arsenal at that yeah. tournament. But he he just played a very different style of play, but the strengths I thought were still there underlying, and I thought he was playing some pretty intelligent hockey. It was just he was deciding to, 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 to lean offense and that has actually really helped him now going back to the Allsvenskan as soon as he's back playing professional hockey now, since that, that mental shift, he's been putting up a lot more points against professional competition while still bringing the same defensive elements to the game. So yeah. I, I think that, that, that type of like fall in the rankings was a, perhaps a bit premature and a little bit reactionary based off of what he's shown so far this season. And yeah. if he does end up falling for that reason, I think a team is going to be pretty giddy going up to the podium to pick him in, in like the late teens, early twenties. Absolutely. I mean, you say that, but Bob McKenzie has him 20th. Craig Button has him 27th. I think that's a mistake. I think that's a mistake. I agree. Like this, this is a definite plus value player. Uh, but that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. they got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. And make sure to tune in for our next show as we continue our prospects coverage and cover Igor Chernyshov. This has been Hattie Kalakash with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.